When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Noble and Roosh Show, brought to you by Ball is Life and Dash Radio. Welcome back to another episode of The Noble and Roosh Show, the number one podcast on the Ball is Life network. I'm your host, Roosh Williams. I also co-host State of the Rockets, which is a Houston Rockets podcast. You can find that on YouTube or anywhere else you get your podcast. But look, it's The Noble and Roosh Show, man. This is one of the only podcasts out there in the game where you will find exclusive content, exclusive interviews with NBA players, beat writers, journalists, bloggers, you name it. We probably have talked to them at some point. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Zach Noble. Zach, how you doing today, buddy? I'm shook, man. I'm rattled. I got, <laughs> I got my world flipped upside down, but uh, should we get right into it? Yeah, let's get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about uh, NBA free agency, which broke last night, not even 24 hours ago. And there have been a slew of pretty crazy trades that have started happening today, Friday. And so we're going to dive right into it. The biggest news is that the Minnesota Timberwolves have traded, uh, I'm sorry, the Utah Jazz have traded Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Do you have the full transaction, Zach? Let me pull I do. So read it out, read it out. And then tell us where you were when you found out how you reacted and how you feel since you are obviously a Timberwolves fan. Hit us. Yeah, so I haven't been shook like this in a minute, but here are the deets. Uh, Wolves get Rudy Gobert, pretty simple, straightforward, one dude. And the Utah Jazz collect Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, our first-round pick at number 22, Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, arguably the best contract in the league, and, wait for it, four first-round picks! With that said... Two of them are unprotected as shit. No, three of them are unprotected. 2023, 2025, 2027 are unprotected. Why are you laughing? I'm just trying to catch my throw up coming up again. Uh, And uh, don't forget the Italian Ricky Rubio, Leandro Balmero. What? Yeah, we sent Leandro Balmero. It was like a six or eight for one deal. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that. So 2023, 2025, 2027, unprotected first round picks. The 2029 pick is top five protected. Interesting to see teams adding that top five protection instead of going for top four protection. It seems like they figured out that if you are the worst team in the league, you could still end up with the fifth overall pick and not the fourth overall pick. So that's interesting, but no swaps, right? Just four picks or are there swaps? No swaps, none, zero. At least that's some that's something i guess um look the 2023 pick next season if you're minnesota i guess you're hoping that you're making the playoffs like that's why you're making this trade so you're not worried about that pick so okay i guess that's fine 25 and 27 are i mean those are interesting 27 could be very very valuable and if this whole thing goes south quicker than we thought which this is the nba so that happens frequently as we've seen with kd and kyrie 2025 could be a very important pick as well. And then 2029, we're, you know, seven years away. So we'll have to figure that out when it comes. Where were you when you found out? How'd you react? I was driving. I uh, was wanting a Rudy Gobert deal, kind of. Um, I was always preferring other centers, like Miles Turner was priority A, Clint Capella, um, just random power forwards. I even dabbled with John Collins. But, I mean, the dream was, 
I mean, if we're going to go star hunting DeJounte Murray, which went for less than this. Um, and I thought when multiple picks came out, I thought it was going to be a haul. Um, I was praying multiple only meant two. I would have been ecstatic. Um, so going back, I mean, I was knowing something big was going to happen. These guys have been trying. We've been reported for many dudes. I mean, DeJounte was the latest. I mean, even Malcolm Brogdon, we, we explored. We were involved in Miles Turner, you name it. But um, I only wanted to give up two picks. I was really set on that. I didn't really care about um, the players as long as we didn't give up. D'Lo, I didn't want to give up. Um, Jaden McDaniels, who I think is maybe going to be more valuable than Rudy Gobert by next year, the year after. I think Jaden McDaniels is that freaking good. Uh, but Patrick Beverly, man, this is my hot take. I personally believe for the Minnesota Timberwolves, Patrick Beverly might be as valuable or very, 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 very close to what Rudy Gobert can be. I mean, Rudy Gobert, if you take out Cat for a game, obviously, if you take out Ant for a game, yeah, his valuable his value is going to be incredible through the regular season. But when it comes to playoff time, I just I'm not I'm not sold on the fit yet uh, because Cat doesn't play like the four that he used to. I mean, he plays more like a five, so it's a whole other dynamic we're going to have to figure out. Um, I'm I'm shook because we just gave up our whole future. I mean, I'm I always like going all in. I'm a gambler. I like freaking going after stars, but the dude's thirty. The dude's thirty. He's got four years remaining at forty mil. When I think we can get this value for maybe three million or very close to what Jared Vanderbilt. Um, yeah. Walker Kessler's our first round pick. I would have preferred not to give up Kessler, Bev, and Vando when we're giving up four picks. I think we should only had to give up two for this. I just can't imagine why they gave, yeah, like what was the market that they were competing with that they had to give up all of that? Who else is going in that big? That's that's the question. Danny Ainge is a magician, man. That's that's what it is. There's a reason why Danny Ainge never made a deal before because he didn't get to fleece anybody. You give Danny Ainge a chance to fleece somebody like he did, he's going to pull that trigger every damn time. You realize what it takes to fleece somebody, right? It doesn't take Danny Ainge being a magician. It takes Minnesota being stupid. So (laughs) Minnesota was stupid. I mean, yeah, credit to Danny Ainge. He pulled off the deal, but... I think Minnesota just made a bad deal, and Danny Ainge kind of probably looked around, asked if they're serious, and then said, sure, yeah, let's go. But, yeah, I mean, look, they gave up a lot. I think from a basketball perspective, it'll, be, it'll work. You I'm know, telling the West, you. The West is stacked, though, man. I mean, you know, look, from, from a basketball perspective, you're going to have Gobert next to Cat, next to Anthony Davis. Um, who are you going to start at three? Is it going to be Prince? Is it going to be Kyle Anderson? I don't know. Whichever one of those guys doesn't uh, start. <clears throat> we'll Jaden McDaniels off. will be the three, and then D'Lo and Ant. That's, that's a rush. I would, bring, I would bring Ant off the bench. I'm sorry, I'd bring D'Lo off the bench. Um, <laughs> you're a $30 million man. And what, you're going to start J-Mac? Well, that's what I'm saying. You need, I think you need a point guard. I think losing Beverly hurts for that well, reason. We're, we're going to try to trade him. Uh, but, like, now getting value back for D'Lo is actually needed. Like we didn't need it before. Like we, people wanted to just dump them and get them for very little, but now we just gave up our only future assets and value uh, and our perimeter defense. Unless Jaden McDaniel, like you believe him and Rudy can cover everything because yes, I know in the regular season, Rudy Gobert could be a number one defense by himself with a bunch of average defenders around him guys just get rubbed off and they rely on Rudy at the rim and he saves the day as an anchor but the dude's 30 years old like how long can this last he definitely declined a little bit last year rebounding is super important yes we were one of the worst rebounding teams in the league but Jared Vanderbilt man I mean I just think with more minutes to him, I mean, his per 36 rebounding numbers, Walker Kessler, I really believed in him as a 22nd pick. Um, Yeah, I didn't like what we gave up from depth fits. I do think Cat and Rudy are going to work because I think Finch is amazing, but I I don't think 
it's the untapped ceiling. Like if we would have got like a Miles Turner or even DeJounte Murray, I would have given this package up for DeJounte Murray, which is much more than what he cost. Yeah. I mean, look, from a basketball perspective, I think it works. You get Gobert. I mean, think of what Cleveland did with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley. Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is not Evan Mobley yeah, thank you. defensively, but offensively, he's, you know, much more versatile than Evan Mobley. And, and Rudy Gobert is, you know, you could argue obviously better than Jared Allen, if not just as good as Jared Allen, whoever you prefer as your defensive anchor. But from a basketball perspective, you get a, a defensive anchor that will hold it down and I think immediately transform Minnesota's regular season defense. Um, you let Cat not have to – Cat's not a center. You know, he can play center, but he's really not a center. So having someone that can be that center and just let Carl Anthony Towns be this unicorn, versatile, scoring big that he is, I think is going to help him. Um, you obviously still have Anthony Edwards. You have D'Angelo Russell, who I'm not really honestly that high on, but, I mean, he's as your fourth, third, fourth guy, perfect to have around. They signed Kyle Anderson. They got Torian Prince. They have some length. Um, they have some decent shooting. They have athleticism. I mean, they, they have a good team. I think they're going to be a tough out in the regular season. And for a team like Minnesota that hasn't finished higher than what? Seven, eight? What did they finish last season? Seven last year. And seven. We were, they were, we were eight in 2018, right? Yes. But we're that's the, that, that's the best you finished since when? 2004? Four. Yeah. Yeah. So, so owning our future capital is a pretty amazing thing when we've only made the playoffs less than 30% of our existence. Right. No, I'm not saying the deal is good necessarily. I'm just saying, I, I mean, I get it. They, they, they thought like, Hey, here's our chance. Screw it. Like we can be a top, a top six team in the, in the Western conference, you know, with this roster. And so I think that's just the rationale they're operating off of. Now, again, the West is packed, right? Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, Grizzlies, Nuggets, Mavericks. That's six right there. And those are all, all teams are returning. You know, Dallas looks a little bit different losing Brunson, but they add Christian Wood. They're going to add Goran Dragic most likely. So I'm not worried about Dallas. Yeah, Dallas should be back. Luke is still there. Denver. No, I, I'm uh, not worried about Dallas for the Wolves. Um, yeah, but they'll still, they'll still be, they're going to be one of your direct competitors for seating. So you should be. Uh, Denver, Bruce Brown, KCP. I like what Denver's got going on. Uh, and then Jamal Murray comes back. MPJ comes back, obviously, hopefully. Clippers, they add John Wall, which I think is great. And then, you know, Kawhi Leonard comes back. So there's that. Uh, and they extend Zubac. So Zubac will be there. Golden State gets a little weaker, at least right now. Looney still hasn't been re-signed, I don't think, as of, as of when no, we're recording this. 26 mil. Three years, 26 mil. Oh, he did get re-signed. Yep. Big with deal Golden for him. State, with Golden State. Yep. Okay, so there you go. Looney's now re-signed. But they, they lose Gary Payton II. They lose Otto Porter. Uh, I think both of those will hurt, but Golden State will still definitely be in the mix uh, as a contender. Phoenix remains to be seen what's going what's to go down with Phoenix, but as they stand, they are still a competitor, uh, a contender to you know finish top five in the West. So all of those teams make it difficult, and that doesn't even count the fact that the Lakers come back with AD healthy and uh, a bit of a retooled roster. Portland is still going to hope to try to get in the mix. They re-signed Nurk. They extended Anthony Simons. Uh, they made a couple moves. They get Jeremy Grant. They get Gary Payton the second. Like Dame will actually be playing this season, so don't count them out of being a play-in or a top eight team. Sacramento is going to want to be in in the mix and be in on it, right? Uh, and then New Orleans, if Zion plays, I mean New Orleans could also have a breakout season. So the West is packed. Okay, so to give up your future. And, and to, to bet it on Gobert like that, that's a risk, man. Um, but, but that's um, the rationale that I see. It's the only rationale I see from let, Minnesota's perspective. Let me ask you this. Who do you think lifts the Timo ceiling more, Rudy Gobert or DeJounte Murray? Um, ceiling, DeJounte Murray. But with, but with DeJounte Murray, now you got to move D'Angelo Russell. Right. So, you know. I mean, maybe he would have gone out in that deal. Yeah, which is fine, you know. Um, not that like that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying they have to figure that out. Plus, you give up the Hawks gave up less than the T Wolves gave to get right Gobert. So yeah, I mean, I would go with Dejounte Murray personally over Gobert. I think Gobert flames out in the playoffs. At some point, he's going to be. At some point, you're going to have to the guy that you're paying forty million dollars a year and the guy that you just traded four first round picks for is going to have to sit on the bench at some point in the playoffs, and that sucks, right? So that's 
for that reason alone, I wouldn't do it. If I was Minnesota, like you're, you're putting, you're investing so much into Rudy Gobert and for him to situationally not be playable, depending on the matchup or the quarter or whatever's happening in a playoff series. That's a big deal. So um, at the end of the day, his games played are declining with his age. Um, his minutes aren't, I mean, his stats are, have been probably about the same for most of his career. That necessarily hasn't declined, but that's something to keep an eye on. I mean, stats decline in the playoffs for him, uh, quite a bit that matters. Uh, but yeah. Uh, what do you think from Utah's side? Um, Donovan Mitchell looks like they're going to try to build around him. He's not forcing any, which way right now, which a lot of people thought could have happened, but they get a bunch of guys. to build around him. I don't, I don't know about the pieces and the fits necessarily, but I mean, what if they try to go all in on trading those picks away right now? They could. Um, I mean, look, they want to retool around Donovan Mitchell. If they traded Donovan Mitchell, they could really come back with like an OKC type haul. But uh, but I mean, I think it, make, it makes sense to keep Donovan Mitchell. You got one of your cornerstones in place. Just use the draft capital that you got to go and find another, right? I think Danny Ainge is going to make some, some very, very solid moves. I have a lot of faith in Danny Ainge being able to maneuver with this type of draft capital. So, I mean, for Utah, I guess we'll see. They still have Mike Conley. They still have Donovan Mitchell. They still have Rudy Gay. Um, you know, they're not going to be a playoff team, but I think they'll be better than teams like the Rockets and the Thunder and the Spurs. So they're going to kind of be in that, in that, you know, 11, 12 purgatory kind of spot, I think, unless they keep making trades and, and continue to lose talent for assets and draft picks, you know? Um, yeah, I think the only guys right now they could really go after would be DeAndre Ayton. I don't KD. think KD, they have the picks. <laughs> they have more. Yeah, they were rumored to be interested in DeAndre Ayton, which I thought was interesting. I thought that was really weird. But hey, if you can go get all those picks for Gobert and then just replace them with Ayton, for $20 million less almost. I mean, why not? You know, so right. look, they sold Rudy Gobert. They sold as high as they could have sold. Uh, that, that's a crazy draft package or crazy trade package to get for Gobert. So, excuse me. Mm. Mm. Been a long, a long day. Uh, credit to them for selling high, man. I mean, credit to them. I don't, I, if I was them, I would have done the same thing because if they ran oh, it back, smash huh? that. You smashed that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they would have ran it back, I mean, what are they going to do? First round exit again, you know, at best they make it to the second round and they get bounced. You know, is that worth passing up on that package? I say no. Um, any other thoughts you want to want to move on to some of these other transactions? Yeah. Let's, before we get into the free agency signings, I mean, any thoughts on DeJounte Murray's fit in Atlanta? I love it. I think if they keep the same team they have, I mean, uh, with Collins and Capella there, Bogdan, um, I love Jalen Johnson. I DeAndre Hunter has to turn into something, but I think they have the pieces to get back to the Eastern Conference Finals again now. Um, if the pairing works, like I think, if Trey can really learn to play off ball, his usage comes down quite a bit, and DeJounte slashing, um, it could be a lot of fun. Uh, but it also could look like a little bit of hard in Westbrook. I mean, that could al- always happen. So, uh, no. Well, so <clears throat> I think it's a good fit. I mean, you get a solid defensive point guard, which is the primary difference between Harden and Westbrook comparison. So you get, a, you get a, a reliable defender at that position. You get a guy that, you know, doesn't turn the ball over, doesn't shoot it quite as well as you'd want to, um, but he takes care of the ball. He plays solid fundamental basketball. You know, he can create, he can score. As a number one for the Spurs, it just wasn't, you know, he's not like a number one on a contender, but, but it he, was could this- be a number, he can be a number two or number three. I mean, he damn near averaged a triple double led the league in steals, you know? Um, so, but so there was around him, man. He still won 34 games. He's vying for the play in. And uh, it, I still think he's got a lot more to go. Like I'm not, I don't, yeah, I agree with you. Can't be a number one, but. I mean, I, I think we're a little far away from giving him not that title either. Um, well, no, I'm just saying he was a number one for San Antonio. Right. So, but, but now he doesn't have to be that. Yeah, as a number one, he led them to 34 wins. That's not good, you know? But so, for, with the talent around him, it's not terrible. Bradley uh, Beal-esque. 
No, I'm, I'm talking about on the scale of like real deal number ones. You right. know, real deal number ones win more than 34 games regardless of the talent. Luca's done it. Harden's done it. LeBron's done it. Go down the list, right? Um, so I'm just saying he's not that, which I don't think anyone would disagree with if you would. No, he's not that yet. No, absolutely not. I don't think he's going to be that. So, but um, now he gets to be a legitimate number two, occasionally number three, depending on, you know, John Collins or Bogdanovich on any given night, whoever's going off. With that said, um, I, I like it a lot for Atlanta. It shores things up defensively in their backcourt. One of my biggest knocks on a Trey Young led team going all the way is that Trey Young's your point of attack, you know, your first guy at the point of attack, you know? And so that's tough. But having Deontay Murray immediately boosts and helps that. And then also the offensive ramifications of having Trey Young play off the ball. You know, he plays a lot on the ball, making life easier for him and using his ability to relocate and, and catch and shoot and his speed and quickness cutting and losing defenders in traffic, even without the ball. Now you can take advantage of that. Um, they gave up a decent amount, but I think it makes sense for Atlanta. Um, they also, you know, they gave up Gallo in the transaction. I thought Gallo was great for them. So that's unfortunate, but, but I like it. Um, are they better than Milwaukee? No. Are they better than Boston? No. Are they better than Miami? Yes. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Depends on if they can play defense. Um, you know, are they better than Philadelphia? Remains to be seen. So they're kind of in that second tier. Um, I think they could make the second round. I think they could make the conference finals, but I don't think they would be a favorite to make the conference finals. So Right. No, I'm, I'm with everything there. You want to get in free agencies? Uh, let's talk about Brogdon. All right. Uh, love it, man. I mean, that was as low as I think his stock has ever been. I mean, just coming off another year of not playing a lot of games um, on a bad team. But, I mean, when he plays, he's been really freaking good and a borderline all-star, like almost Fred Van Vliet type. Uh, so... If Boston gets 60 games of that and him healthy in the playoffs, I mean, that's all you can ask for. I mean, they've built this team perfect. I, I truly believe they're the best built team fit-wise in the entire league. It's just... You're, you're going to have to articulate what the hell you're saying when you say they're perfectly built, but they could use more talent. No, I'm not saying they could use more talent. It's just that's the only thing. If, if you don't think they have what it takes to win, it's because of their talent level. But... Um, any possible thing you think you need in a basketball team from offense, defense, any positional, stylistically, Boston can do it all. And they have the pieces and the personnel to do it. And that's what I'm saying. And these guys fit perfectly together. Um, it's just, at the end of the day, Jason Tatum and Jalen Buck, Jalen Buckets, Jalen Brown are going to need to get some buckets when it really matters um, in the playoffs. But I, Definitely think uh, Brogdon, I mean, from either creation, he's a more creation to add to the, to the pile, but even as a shot maker, playmaker, he'll give them more open looks and uh, defensively, he'll make their life easier. So you don't have to waste so much energy on that end as well. Uh, but they, they have enough depth to not even have to give up Grant Williams, which Indiana was trying really hard to get as well. Um, I think it was like 26 or 27th type pick it'd probably be like, it's a no brainer. And I think more teams should have fought for that. I would have given up one unprotected pick for Malcolm Brogdon at that price, to be honest. Yeah. So the trade is Daniel Tice, Aaron Nesmith, Nick Stauskas, Malik Fitz, Juwan Morgan, and a 2023 first round pick. So if Boston's good, you'd, you'd imagine that pick's going to be like 25 or later. Um, for Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah, I mean, look, Malcolm Brogdon can really play point guard, which is, was a huge position of need for Boston. It's, it's honestly kind of crazy how they made the finals and came so close to winning a championship without really having a point guard on the roster. We saw what difference Derek White made for them. So now you add Malcolm Brogdon, who's a more reliable shooter, a more reliable ball handler, and very good defensively. Um, the issue with him is health. He's only played more than 56 games twice in his career. His very first season in the league played 75 games. Since then, he's played 48, 64, 54, 56, and 36. That is a huge risk. He's owed $45 million over the next two years. So that's, that's the gamble here that Boston is taking. The good news for Boston is, A, they gave up nobody that they actually planned to play for meaningful minutes. Maybe Daniel Tice, really not though. Didn't give up Grant Williams. 
Um, didn't give up Marcus Smart in any type of deal. So didn't, you know, only gave up a first that they had, they have really no use for. So from all of those perspectives, I think it's a great deal for Boston. Um, like I said, they add ball handling, which they need. They have, they, they add another solid defender. Malcolm Brogdon's a 38 percent, uh, three point shooter, 37.6 for his career last season, 31%, two years ago, 32.6%. But every season other than that, uh, he shot above 38.5% for his career. So very solid there. Um, and then the, the luxury for Boston and for Malcolm Brogdon is even if he's hurt, it really doesn't matter. They'll be good in the regular season. Um, as long as he's ready for the playoffs, that's all they need. So they could, if they needed to, they could really use him solely and strictly as a 16 game player for the playoffs. Not that that's what they're going to do, but, <laughs> but they're, they're able to do that. So I love it for, for Boston, Indiana gets the first round pick that they wanted. Maybe they used Daniel Tice. I don't know. Kind of sucks for Daniel Tice. He started in Houston a couple of years ago or last year, got traded to Boston, reunited in Boston, made a finals run, and then immediately gets traded to another rebuilding team in Indiana. So that kind of has to suck for him. He had also, one, one good year with Boston, then starts spiraling out of control of just no opportunities for the guy. Also, um, adding on to mention of Atlanta, they traded Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, um, or sorry, they, they traded Kevin Herter to Sacramento for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and a future first round pick. So good on Atlanta. If they didn't think Kevin Herter, a friend of the show, by the way, uh, go check out our previous interview with him. It's on our YouTube channel and on our podcast uh, website. We don't have a podcast website. It's on the podcast app, <laughs> the Apple podcast oh, app. So go check that out. But um, I think Herter will be a nice fit in Sacramento. He replaces Dante DiVincenzo, which is, is an interesting reason, an interesting kind of scenario. Sacramento not extending the qualifying offer, uh, I think is what it was for Dante DiVincenzo. And they basically give up a first round pick to find his replacement. So that's interesting. But Atlanta gets a first round pick. They get Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, maybe bodies they can use for the regular season grind. Um, and, and so that works out for itself. So anything else before we get into free agency Have any other trades been made? I feel like we're missing one or big trades. Uh, I don't think none that really need to be touched on. Okay. Well, let's rapid fire. I'm going to go down this list. We have a, a thread, uh, of the moves that have been made. I'm just going to read them off. Give me your quick rapid fire reaction. And I mean, quick, Zach. All right. Let's get it. And I'll do the same, and then let's, uh, let's run through it. So this is going what, from what I think is in chronological order from, from last night. Um, all right. Harden, Isaiah Hardenstein to the Knicks, two years, $16 million. Uh, too steep. Would have preferred a one-year deal, but, I mean, he's a decent, decent player. I mean, eight mil per. I know it's going to help be beneficial when the cap goes up like it's going to next year. Uh, yeah, I agree. A little too steep. In my opinion, he's just, he's just a backup. And also interesting because they brought Mitchell Robinson back for four years, $60 million. They still got to find time for Obi Toppin in the front court. Uh, and they have Julius Randle, obviously. So I don't know how any of that's going to work. We will see. But I like Isaiah Hartenstein. Um, Jokic re-ups for the biggest contract in NBA history, five years, $264 million. million. Uh, that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, no need to touch on extensions. Those are all obvious. And uh, yeah, I mean... I think KD should really consider Denver. I truly think that team could be an all-time team if it's just Michael Porter Jr. for a ton of picks. Like, how appealing does it go in between Aaron Gordon? Jokic, I don't think they can. Jamal? I don't think they can trade Michael Porter Jr. because of that rule. Uh, the rule, the same rule that's preventing Bam Adebayo from being traded. But Bam can be traded if Ben Simmons. If ben Simmons is, going is included. Yeah. So Which, you can't. Do- I would do that. Yeah, but you can't just do Michael Porter Jr. for KD, Michael Porter Jr. and picks for KD. That doesn't work. I'm trying to think, maybe they have to attach like Aaron Gordon. It would have to be. I don't know what Aaron Gordon's money is, but one thing, one thing that I think works. Um, well, no, I don't know what Aaron. Let, let's see what Aaron Gordon makes. Eighteen. Eighteen a year. You're sure about that? Uh, yeah, very sure. You'd probably have to do like Aaron Gordon and Jamal Murray, but then you might need to add. I don't know if that gets you to 25%. Yeah. So anyways, um, but that's not the point. We're reading down these transactions. Okay. So Malik Monk to the Sacramento Kings, two years, 19 million. Beautiful deal. I mean, Kings need shooting and defense. He shores up some of the shooting with Herter. I think they're set on the shooting aspect. It's defense. I mean, they got a lot of offense there. And then they're looking at getting Tobias Harris potentially. Uh, Maybe if they can get him and Thibel and Barnes goes out, 
that could be interesting. But Malik Monk, I just hope he gets 25 minutes per game. Uh, should be a no-brainer contract. One of the better signings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine for what it is. You know, Malik Monk's not a needle mover. He's a solid player, good offensive player. Now they have shooting. They replaced even Chinzo with Herter, and they add Malik Monk. So they get some, some scoring and shooting on the wings, but not elite, and they are vulnerable defensively. Uh, I think they're going to be you know, bad defensively again. So, But good for Malik Monk. He got his bag. Um, Victor Oladipo to the Miami Heat, one year, $11 million. I was shocked he only got one year, man. I thought he did enough in the playoffs, showed plenty of science to at least get a two-year deal about that. Uh, but he, I mean, he's looking down the Isaiah Thomas path when he's tried to come back from all of his injuries. Uh, Isaiah never got an $11 million deal, uh, which is unfortunate that he should have. But uh, Victor could be very, very big for Miami this year. Uh, $11 million is a solid investment. means they're playing on playing him quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's fine. I don't think it really moves the needle for Miami unless he unless he really comes back and he's like back to being Victor Oladipo. But I think he's going to be a lesser version of himself. One year, eleven million. That's fine, I guess. Um, I, I don't see Miami being the same Miami that they were unless they do some make some type of move. But Bam is the only lose. one. Yeah, that could make him a lot better. I just yeah, because Lowry's going way downhill. I, I don't like Miami next year unless Depot or Ola, uh, Bam really steps up. Yeah, but they lose P.J. Tucker to the 76ers. Three years, $33.2 million. Thoughts? Man, paying a guy 40 um, at that, because it looks like they're all guaranteed, right? For P.J.? I think so. Yeah, so I love, I love what Philly's doing. I mean, why not if that's what it takes to get P.J. Tucker? I think he's got at least one fully great year in them, maybe two. That's all you need. I mean, it's it's now or never for Philly. I mean, I think James is going to come back way better this year, and so all those things matter, and you can overpay if that's the case. But um, at the end of the day, it's is Embiid going to be healthy? Is Harden um, going to be a little better? Uh, so I think they got the pieces now to finally win. I didn't think they had them last year. Uh, but, yeah, I, I hope PJ can can make it at least two years, and that would be worth it. Yeah, I mean, for where they're at, I think it's good. You know, paying him that much money when he's 39, 40 or whatever, that's, that's interesting. But they just need him for one year. He's going to bring something identity-wise and character-wise and just toughness-wise to that Sixers team that I think you need next to Embiid and you definitely need next to Harden. So, um, yeah, I, I like it. Um, okay, Sorry, real quick, I was looking up Oladipo's numbers, and holy shit, I didn't realize how good they were compared to like what my eyes remembered like i thought he showed plenty of flashes i just didn't think the numbers were that good but 48 percent, 42 percent from three really good efficiency all across the board per 36 numbers 20 and change so it's just like play the guy let's see what happens give him 25 30 minutes a game and let's buck yeah um per 36 is you know meaningless but um nick batum back to clippers 22 million two years 22 million that one I absolutely despise. I mean, Nick Batum, that's a guy's number that would slide past me. I guess they declined, if I remember right, quite a bit. Uh, but, like, I did not like Nick Batum last year from compared to the year before. I thought he was um, really good one year ago defensively. But, I mean, his numbers are fine. Yeah, I mean, still 46 and 40. But, um, yeah, I had two years locking him up for that. No, thank you. Yeah, I like it. I mean, because they're in win now mode. You know, they Kyrie's coming back. I'm sorry, Kawhi's coming back. They're getting John Wall. You bring Nick Batum back. I mean, they're. I think they're poised to really contend. Uh, Mo Bamba back to the Magic. Two years, twenty one mil. I wanted Minnesota to go after him. He's another guy. Like I would have been just fine with him over Rudy Gobert instead of giving up all that trash. Like I think Mo Bamba. I mean, if he gets a real opportunity, could have a similar impact. But uh, but we're never going to see that in Orlando. They're too much of a log jam on the front court there. And um, I think he's just now a solidified big going forward. I'm, I was surprised nobody else um, wanted to give him a little more than that. But, I mean, that's, that's a good deal for Orlando if they can find 25 minutes for him. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to bring him back. He's solid. He had a good starting season, so why not? I didn't, didn't understand why they wouldn't have done it in the first place. Um, okay. Do you think any other team should have really tried for him? Um, 
Should they have? Yeah. What teams would those be? I don't know. I, I would have liked him in Toronto. Thought he would have fit nicely in Toronto. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, okay. Anthony Simons extends four years, hundred million. Do we need to go through that? Oh, just real quickly. I mean, I love Anthony Simons. I think he's completely worth it. No brainer. But I mean, at the same time, uh, he's only been kind of looking promising in a really terrible situation. Like, He's never had that role on an impactful winning team yet. So I still think there's a decent amount of risk there. Like, I don't think it's an A-plus signing by any means, but I give it definitely a B and something you probably should have done. Basically, C.J. McCollum's replacement, so right. I think that's fine. Um, do you think his yeah. ceiling's higher than C.J.? I do. Sure. I mean, ceiling, uh, C.J. never hit too high of a ceiling. I mean, he was a good player, but he wasn't – I don't even think he's been an all-star ever. No, but I mean, he's just because he got hurt right before the all-star game. Like I always say CJ McCollum is as close to an all-star as a borderline guy gets. Yeah. I mean, probably, you know, he's like a low twenties per game score, you know, four or five assists. I think Very he averaged like 27 for a while. Uh, he has never averaged 27 points like, per game in his career. For like 75% of a season he has. I mean, tw- he's 24 no. on a season twice. Uh, but no, 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 he is not. He's never averaged 24 for a season last year, 24.3 and then 23.5, uh, 20, 23.5. Yeah. Not lower. No, there there is not a 23.5 on his box score. That does not exist. There's a 24.3 CJ for for 26 games in new Orleans, homie. Okay. 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 But you're wrong. But I mean, for 26 games and, um, if there's a 30 game stretch there and without Dame, he was averaging 27, 28. So that's great, but he didn't do it for a season. Anyways. Um, my point is, yeah, sure. Simon's, I mean, makes sense. You know, I don't think it's like a needle mover that makes Portland contend, but they want to keep that talent. So sure. Good for them. Um, okay. Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, uh, four years, one ten. Do you think he played Dallas and just got an offer to boost up the the number a little bit, or you think Knicks were going to sign him for that all along? I don't know. I don't really think it matters. I mean, five years, one hundred six. He would have taken like he would have taken like what twenty one million a year, roughly, from the Knicks and then from the Mavs, and then with the Knicks, he's getting four years, one ten, which is you know I don't know what is it twenty seven, twenty nine ish, but seven fifty four. 81, 108. Yeah, it's like 27 and change. Higher, higher ceiling, him or Simon? Who would you rather know. have? I mean, I've seen Jalen Brunson put up 27 and whatever on great efficiency in the playoffs. So right. I haven't seen Simon's do it yet. Does that mean he can't? No. But I don't, I don't get into those fairy tale bullshit comparisons that you love so much. I, I, I think he's a perfect fit with RJ, uh, but... I, I mean, I think he fits with most people because I think his usage can fluctuate and he can still be great, but um, he's going to have a different role. His usage should go up. Um, he's going to be the primary point guard versus sometimes a secondary point guard in Dallas. So that's going to matter if you think he's got a higher ceiling, but um, a lot of people don't like the number. I'm okay with it. I mean, especially in New York when you can't sign anybody, you got to, you got to overpay in New York these days. How fucked up is that having to overpay in New York? Yeah, I mean it is it is pretty messed up. Um, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I'm I'm okay with it because like I said, you need talent, man. If you're not, you know, the ninth pick in the NBA draft or the eleventh pick in the draft isn't gonna put you over the top. And so if they feel like they're putting a win a win now team together next to RJ Barrett, Julius Randle, you know, bringing Mitch Robinson back, like if that's their vision. I mean, like we talked about with the T-Wolves, T-Wolves haven't been higher than a seven seed, and they've only been a seven seed once and an eight seed once since 2004. So they are starved for more, right? So, so it, the perspective there is different. The Knicks are starved for more. They tasted it with that five seed or that four seed that they got the other year, um, and then they lost in the first round. So they're, they're probably itching to get back. So, you know, I don't blame them. At the uh, end of the day, Knicks will only be as good as Julius Randle. I mean, he's going to either raise or lower their ceiling. Bobby Portis back to the Bucks, four years, 49 mil. Good for Bobby. He deserved it. Got a key to the city, but um, might have been a year too long, but I'm cool with it. He's, he's worth it. Absolutely. Yeah, I like it. I mean, he's 26, pretty young, so it's not like the years on that 
matter that much. And then his production has been through the roof. He's a reliable championship piece proven. I like it. Reward him. Lou Dort to the, to the thunder five years, 87.5 million. You know, I think it's because they needed to pay somebody. Uh, they might've paid him a little more than they probably needed to. But at the same time, I think Lou Dort's got more to go. I think he's a way better um, shot creator and shot maker than people give him credit for. Also pressures the rim quite well. Uh, I think his value is as high, if not higher than a Marcus smart that just won defensive player of the year last year. Uh, so I, I love Dort. I think he's worth it, especially on a team that contracts align right now. All right. Amir coffee to the Clippers. That means nothing to me. I don't yeah. even care. Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles to the bucks. I think it was one year, 6 million. I like it. Um, shooting veteran veteran presence playmaking if they need it defense tbd but uh not a bad guy to have at the end of your bench steal absolute steal i mean the one-year deal why not i think joe angles is a baller and dog and fits right in hopefully he recovers from his acl quickly tyus jones to the grizzlies two years 30 million could be a little bit on the steep end, but the cap plays a role there. I think he's a guy that, I mean, it looks closer to 11-12 um, with the new cap. So uh, we'll get a year of that next year. And uh, he's only growing in Memphis under Taylor Jenkins and a perfect fit off their bench. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's steep. I mean, I understand that they need him. Jaw goes down sometimes. He filled in very well. Um, but I think it's just a bit steep. But if Memphis believes in keeping him around to keep it together, then sure. Uh, Damian Jones to the Lakers, two-year deal. I don't know the number on that. Uh, no idea. I think it's like five or six, but regardless, he shouldn't play much. I think he's way overrated. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think he's going to be a factor for, uh, for the Lakers, but I guess we'll find out. Um, Trevlin Queen to the Sixers. I mean, he's a G League guy. He was in Houston's Rio Grande Valley Vipers G League system. I think he was the MVP of the G League. If I'm Monty Brooks better. Uh, no, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But uh, but yeah, this doesn't move the needle for me. I mean, Philly's full of veterans. You know, I don't see him cracking that rotation anytime. No. Um, Patty Mills goes back to Brooklyn. That two was years, shocking. 14, two years, fourteen and a half million. Patty, Patty, Patty. Like, does he want to be the leading scorer? Like, go get yourself a ship, man. Go have some fun. That's just something. Opted like out because misery. Brooklyn could offer him 120 percent of the contract because of uh, the rights they had. That's why he did that. So he he got he just maxed out the money he could make. Right, exactly. Uh, Dwayne Dedman to Miami, two years, nine million. It's that's a whatever deal, just fair money. I think. Uh, yeah, that's a good deal actually. Yeah, good deal. Backup center, not a needle mover. Uh, Javon Carter back to the Bucks. I don't have the number, but sure. Yeah, defense Milwaukee. Uh, Raptors and Chris Boucher, three years, 32.5 million. I think that's a little steep. Yeah, way steep. I mean, a lot of people like his per 36 numbers, but with pressures coming along with Scotty coming along, like his numbers are just going down, especially if they try to go after his center here. Um, yeah, I, I got, they got a log jam at the front court and not as consistent or needed or valuable enough for me to put them three years, maybe one or two at that number. I'm cool. Yeah, I agree. And his production dipped last season. So that, that was kind of interesting. Um, but it's a tradable contract. So maybe that's the maybe that's the theory behind that. Um, all right. My Rockets signed Jay Sean Tate to a three year, twenty two point one million dollar deal, basically seven mil roughly and change per year. Um, I think I read that there's a team option as well after the second year. Mm team option and there are certain incentives based on like games one or something. So Damn. very team, very team friendly deal. And, and when you consider that the thunder just overpaid most likely for, for Dort, Dort's getting paid more than two times per year, what Jay Sean Tate's getting paid. And I don't think he's more than two times the player that Jay Sean Tate is. So he's allowed to be two times the player. That's why he's, he's allowed to incredible deal by Rafael stone in the Rockets. I think it could be the best deal of free agency, to be honest. And now that you told me those other caveats, I mean, it easily could be the best deal of free agency. And I don't think it's an unfair de deal to Jay Sean either, but um, I would have loved, he's a guy I would have loved in Minnesota. And I think he's a guy that fits on any team, but um, I just hope that he gets an opportunity to grow. Yeah. So here, let me, let me clarify team option in year three. And has bonus triggers tied to games one. Year games one is seven. What? 
Year one is seven million. Those that's bonus though. I don't know if that's incentive. Oh, okay. So it's, I think that's different. But year one seven million. Year two six point five million. Uh, so I'm assuming year three would then be thirteen point five plus eight point six. Is that what that is? I guess the last year's eight point six. Maybe my math's wrong there. Good deal. Like how good and how big of a role do you think he could have real quick? Because if he is as good as I think he can, I just don't think he's going to get the role. He could be one of the bigger steals in the the league at that number. But yeah, if he's traded to a contender for that number, absolutely a steal. Um, how big of a role will he get? I think he'll be starting. So I think he'll... minutes went down last year from 29 to 26. That's kind of significant. They did. Christian Wood was also there. I mean, yeah, but even if he's getting 26 minutes a game, 7 million for what he does in 26 minutes a game, I think is fantastic. Yeah. Definitely worth it. Marvin Bagley to the Pistons, three years, 37 million. Like right off the, the glance, it's like that's one of those deals where it's like, shit, wow, that's a, that's a big deal for a guy you'd think would be just going year to year right now. But Marvin Bagley was really good at times. It's just, is, can he be a winning player? Can he be impactful? I think he fits nicely. Um, I think he's going to have a tough time um, being impactful and fitting as nicely as he did on a terrible team, especially uh, with more trigger figures coming in. I think it's fine. 12 million years, former number two draft pick, showed some signs in Detroit. We'll see. Maybe he sticks. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe it's a little bit steep. I wonder what the market was. Um, You know, I would have gone something a little more conservative, maybe two for 20. But Mm -hmm. You know, Detroit's rebuilding, so I'm, they can bite that bullet, I'm sure. Um, okay, Mitchell. Oh, no, 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 sorry. Um, let's do, man, we got a lot, so we got to really like pump these out. But only the big names here. Well, I mean, it's hard, you know, I'm just going down the list. All right. Lonnie Walker to Lakers, six and a half million. I like it. Laker like fans it. are celebrating. I mean, it's, it's a good risk. I mean, it's kind of like the Malik Monk deal, and that worked out pretty well. So uh, why not? But I just think they're still missing a lot of defense and, like, legit players. They're banking on upside again, and it's hard when Westbrook's declining. Yeah, can't really shoot or at least hasn't can't done too it. much really well at all. Hasn't really proven it, but um, he, can, he has the tools to be good defensively and athletically, so we'll see. I mean, I don't think it moves the needle for the Lakers. Dad Young back to the Raptors, two years, two years, 16 million. Love that. Always love that. Uh, dude's does just a great, great vet, great pro. I mean, that's a fine deal. Yeah. Uh, goes back to a winning situation. If Toronto can really get a piece to like elevate themselves, he's a great vet to have. Love that. I think that, I think it's fair. And they also traded a pick for him. So they got to keep that around. Troy Brown Jr. to the Lakers. To me, this is a whatever deal. Very, that's a definition of whatever. I mean, his upside's gone. I mean, you're better at making part of the video team. He's a great vlogger. <laughs> um, Claxton back to the Nets, two years, 20 million. I think it's good for them. Um, I think it's an overpay for what he is. Maybe I'm wrong. He's still young. And maybe, actually, maybe I'm wrong. I think he could perform enough to be worth it. But uh, if KD's gone, then I mean, I don't know what it's worth. Yeah, he needs great players around him to be great. I think he could really fall off the the growth train, depending on how much he thought he's growing. But um, it's fine. It's whatever they they need. Every team needs what he brings. But um, yeah, I think he's very reliant on good players. Javale McGee to the Mavericks. I think it's uh, what is it? Three years, thirty. What was it? It's big. It's big. Like three years, twenty six or something. Well, it's, I think he gets seven a year or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's about right. What are your thoughts? So JaVale, um, I, I just think he's too inconsistent to get a three-year deal. I'm only comfortable one or two-year deals, but um, it's, it's whatever. No, years. it's a player option too, so that makes it even worse. So it's a, definitely a three-year deal. Three years, twenty point one million. So he gets less than seven million. Less than seven million dollars a year for a backup center is totally fine. In but in opinion. Dallas, they ain't no backup center. He's needed. They need. Yeah. His type. So, shit. Six point something mil for a starting center. Uh, I don't like him as a starting center, though. That's the problem. But yeah, he, but but he's the kind of guy that Luca can use on lobs and stuff. Right. I mean, I, I think it's fine. I think it's a harmless deal. It doesn't hurt him. I'm not saying it puts him over the top, but just money wise, I don't think it hurts him. Um, okay. Juan Toscano-Anderson, Lakers. 
That one I actually can kind of get behind a little more than the others. I think you can bring immediate value and um, just a solid, solid player. That was what a one-year deal at what? I don't know what the deal was, but okay. I mean, yeah, you know, nice third string player to have. I don't think he, he moves the needle at all. I mean, I think the Lakers did a lot of like non-needle moving types of moves. Um, so yeah, but it is a loss for golden state. I would say it does kind of hurt their depth if they don't replace it. Kevin Knox to the Pistons, two years, six million. He Another shouldn't be in the league anymore, man. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, this is a this is a whatever deal. I mean, take a flyer on the kid. If if he's got a second draft in him, go for it. If not, done. Delon Wright to the Wizards, two years, sixteen million. How does this guy keep getting just these good deals? Like Mike Muscala is better than him, and he's making two point two million. Uh, just there's so many other guys I can go off on too, but like. He's solid as your third guy. I mean, he's just not a guy that I don't think he's improving much either. Like, give me a Tyus at 15 versus DeLon at eight all day. Yeah, he can shoot. He can score sometimes, but he's not moving any needles, and he's never really been a part of something meaningful. So I just, you know, it's just completely whatever to me, especially if he's in Washington. Like, okay. Uh, Kyle Anderson to the T-Wolves, two years, 18 million. So. I love Kyle Anderson as a fit and the idea of him. Um, people think he's, I mean, just a slow player, but the way he pushes the ball, I mean, the pace can actually pretty fast with them out there. Uh, he's not as versatile and good of a defender as many make him out to seem. I think he's a little bit overrated there. I would have preferred a one-year deal or a little less, but I'm fine with it. It's a, just a good deal. I think it's good for Minnesota. It gives them some, some depth. Gives them someone on the wing. Um, you know, they're, they're building something over there. Whether it's going to be successful or not, we'll see. But they are building something that seems relatively sustainable. So Pet I like Bev, it for Minnesota. Pat Bev was way more excited about him than just about anybody, too. So that was unfortunate that Pat's gone for his case. Yeah. Uh, Gary Harris to the Magic, two years. I think it's two years, $26 million. Rockstar. I mean, Gary showed he's back. I think he's uh, just a good vet, good, solid player. I. Don't know if he can ever get back to his ceiling, but I mean, he's, he's back to being a good positive player on both ends and um, they need defense there on the perimeter. Uh, so he should have a solid role for those two years. Yeah. I mean, if, uh, if Orlando sees him as a part of what they've got going on for the future, then sure. You know, good value, I guess. I mean, I think it's slightly a slight overpay. Uh, it's interesting because Gary Harris, 13 million, you know, and Eric Gordon will get you 18 or 19 million. Um, you know, Isaiah Hardenstein gets you eight million. It's just it's just weird how these things scale, um, depending on like the position and the, the value the player brings. But yeah, good for Orlando. I mean, two years, you know, whatever. Uh Daniel House to the Sixers for two years. I think it's two years, eight million. I think they used the biannual exception on him, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a house guy, man. I, I liked him for like a year in Houston. And uh I think he's just the guy that likes likes the money and doesn't need to give everything every game. And um I just don't know if he'll bring enough value um, to lock in for a two-year deal. And I think they're going to try to play him and try to fit him into holes that he, he ain't working where Diable, I think still more valuable than him there and better, but. Well, he can shoot threes and Diable can't, but yeah, right. Diable's obviously the, the far better defender. Um, yeah. It's, it's interesting to me that, that I, I, I know more. wants to get the Rockets back together in Philly. <laughs> it's interesting to me that he went and got Daniel house at this stage. Uh, Daniel House had no value on the trade market earlier this season. I guess re-upped his reputation and went back to where things were familiar and comfortable with Daryl Morey, but I don't think he's a needle mover for Philly. Maybe some regular season depth. Not going to make things pop off in the postseason unless he just has like a a great jump playing next to Embiid and Harden, which is possible. Do you think Um, he's a bad influence on Harden at all? I don't know him like that to make that comment. I mean, we can talk about the bubble, but like, is he a bad influence? Generally, I have no idea. Um, Andre Drummond to Chicago. I think I like it. I would have liked to see Chicago get, I know they needed a center, um, you know, behind Vucevic and and someone that is more defensive minded, rebound oriented. And I would have gone with Dwight, Dwight Howard, quite frankly, but um, absolutely. But I think Andre Drummond feels like some need for them. And he can also pass the ball a little bit, which I think they utilize off of Vooch. So, you know, regular season depth. I don't know if he's going to make a difference in the postseason. It's crazy how that guy fluctuates from being good to really good uh, to terrible and uh, almost a non-NBA player the last three, four years. And um, yeah, it depends on what Andre Drummond you're going to get. 
Yeah. Um, okay. Next is Gary Payton the second to Portland. Three years, twenty eight million, nine and change per year. Uh, I love it. I love it for him. He gets his bag. He's twenty nine. He's basically like a twenty nine year old rookie. Not really, but, <laughs> you know. Basically, uh, gets the the devastating elbow injury. You know, comes back and then plays through it and ends up winning a world championship. I mean, that's amazing. So really like what he brings love, like the hustle, the tenacity, the, the big play ability, the fact that, you know, when big runs are being made, he's always on the, on the court or so it seems nine years, uh, 9 million per year for three years. Seems pretty steep. Seems like a lot, but I, I like Portland trying to revamp and get this defensive identity. They got Jeremy Grant, they get Gary Payton, the second. So maybe this is the start of uh, you know, something a little bit different in Portland. They've needed it for a long time. I think this is Dame's best team he's ever had on paper. Um, I just hope they stay healthy and they give him a run. Uh, it's not enough to win yet, if unless Anthony Simons gets to his max ceiling of like a top 20 player-ish. Uh, but I love GP. I mean, next to um, Anthony and um, Dame, I think he can even play the three with those guys, uh, as long as Jeremy Grant and Yusuf are helping out as well. But uh, last thing I'm going to say, there's not too many 29 year old guys that are improving con- consistently. I think he's got three more years of maybe growing and improvement and he's, he's grinding. He wants to be good. All right. Um, Zion reups. That was not a surprise. Mitchell Robinson back to the Knicks four years, 60 million. I mean, personally, I don't know what he's done to get $60 million, but good for him. He puts up some of the most efficient numbers of all time, but they're like the least impactful in efficiency. And um, I've been preaching efficiency can be overrated. And he's like the prime example uh, because I mean, it's just comes in waves and uh, teams usually losing uh, when he's getting his touches and whatnot. Uh, But the idea of Mitchell Robinson, so much better than the actual player. the number's fine, four years, but at the end of the day, you, you need to be better around him um, to boost him. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Brunson could, I mean, get a good lob threat going there. That could really help Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you nailed it by saying the idea of Mitchell Robinson is probably better than Mitchell Robinson, the reality. I mean, on paper, it's like, holy shit, look at this guy. And sometimes he makes those plays where you're like, wow. Uh, but you know, I don't know. Has had has had trouble playing a full season over the course of his career. Had a full season this year, seventy two games, seventy six percent from the field, almost exclusively around the basket. Uh, eight and a half points per game, eight point six. You know, rebounds, two blocks, whatever. He does what he does. But is he worth fifteen million for four years next to Julius Randle? Uh, I don't know about that. So, but good for him. Bruce Brown to the Nuggets, two years, thirteen million. I love this for Denver. I think he's going to be a great utility player for Denver. Um, and I think that they got him on a steal of a deal, especially after he's proven that he can be a difference maker in the playoffs. Yeah, no, that deal's perfection. Uh, you can't do much better than that. And he's a perfect fit next to uh, Jokic, next to Jamal Murray. I mean. Oh, did you, you see Rubio? Yeah, that, I don't know how he got that deal. That little, little sneaky okay, guy. I didn't, I didn't know he re-upped. Keep going. Yeah, but Bruce Brown, man, I, I love it. I think he just makes these guys closer to a contender by the minute. But at the end of the day, just like the Knicks are about Julius Randle, the Nuggets are about Michael Porter Jr. Um, I know what we're getting from everybody else. Um, okay. Let's see. I think that uh, John Wall to the Clippers, two years, 13.2 million. I love this. I think they need a point guard. I don't think Reggie Jackson is that point guard. I think Reggie Jackson's better suited to be a scorer for them instead of having to set up an offense and defer. Um, so I think this slides Reggie Jackson over to like a six man or a two guard where he can really just focus on scoring. And John Wall uh, can play point guard um, and support Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Two years, 13.2 million. I think he gave up six or seven million in the buyout with Houston. So he basically recoups that and then gets another year. Good deal for both sides. Yep, no brain. I hope he gets a chance. I mean, just off the off the bat, starts immediately. Uh, I think that's if he, if you put him in as a backup, he might give you results as a backup. So I think he is a guy that you need to fully believe in him right off the bat and make Reggie Jackson fight him for it. Yeah, uh, Yusuf Nurkic back to the Blazers, four years, seventy million. Um, that's about what seventeen million and change per year. <clears throat> 
Um, it matches up on the market to some extent, but man, I would not want to be giving use of Nurkic seventeen million dollars a year, four uh, seventeen million dollars a year for four years. Puts up good numbers, solid player. Hasn't proven to to really move the needle in the playoffs. Um, has had injury concerns for the last three seasons. He's played over the last three seasons from 2019 to the end of 2022. He has played 37 plus eight. That's 45 uh, plus 56. What's the math on that? 56 plus 40, 90, 101 games over the last three seasons, if my math is correct. Brutal. Uh, which, which comes out to about, you know, what, 33, 34 games per season. So that's a risky commitment. Um, I mean, good for Portland for trying to keep the band together. He's a talented player. I mean, he can, he can score rebound pass. Uh, he's not, he can block shots. He's not what I would consider as like a prototypical block sh- shot blocker, but he can definitely block one or two shots per game. I just don't know if he's a winning piece for, for a legitimate contender. Um, I think the defense then, limits him. Uh, he's also a, like a poor player in the playoffs. He's never been really good. Um, and his health transfers to the playoffs. Like he misses full season. So I would only, he's a one, two year deal for me, but I mean, they needed to spend cap apparently and couldn't find it anywhere else. So Yusuf is, is the beneficiary. There you go. Um, everything else is small. There's two more that are worth mentioning that I have on my radar. Um, I'll get to them and I'll just go down this list. I'll, I'm not even asking for your opinion on these. I'm just listing them. Theo Pinston to the Mavericks, one-year deal. Great, whatever. Uh, the Hawks and Aaron Holiday, one-year deal. Great, whatever. Oh, Otto Porter Jr. to the Raptors for a two-year deal with a player option. I don't know what the money is on that, um, but that's a, that's a great pickup for Toronto. Otto Porter Jr. was huge for Golden State. It seemed like every time Boston or another team was making a run, <clears throat> Otto Porter Jr. hit a corner three and just splashed it to end said run. So big loss for Golden State. Also losing GP2, big loss for Golden State. They'll be okay in the, in the, in the end. But great pickup for Toronto. Just another, you know, 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, athletic wing that can shoot threes. It feels like they have too many of them at this point. But good pickup for Toronto. Uh, Bull Bull and the Magic, two-year deal. That's funny. Uh, Cleveland, Robin Lopez, one-year deal for $3 billion. Drew Eubanks in Portland, one-year deal, two million. I guess, uh, I guess Miles Leonard is just done. Trash man, he should get another chance, uh, but it is what it is. Um, he's a guy that I mean, he's put in a lot of work to get his goodwill back. But um, yeah, he can't. That's why Miles Bridges. I mean, doing something ten times worse. If he shows up in the NBA, that's going to be just absolute asinine um he shouldn't see the nba court ever again the nba's done way better job than the nfl of one one strike you're out yeah uh looney back to the to the warriors three years 25.5 million great deal for both sides about time looney got paid he's only like 25 or 26 huge for the warriors um that's a bargain deal i was kind of hoping houston would try to steal looney away for like nine or ten million a year um but he gets his payday basically gets you know eight and change per year Good deal for him and the Warriors. Yeah, that was that was a big one and surprising. But I mean, he's really good in the playoffs, and he provides so much value for that team. So I can't put it against him. But yeah, I just if he was on any other team, I would have spent that money. But Golden State gets it out of him. Yep. And then the last free agent signing on my radar is Derek Jones back to Chicago, two years, six point six million. Not a needle mover, but sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a whatever deal for me. I guess the last question I'll ask you is, um, where would you like to see Aiton go? Colin Sexton, any thoughts on those two guys? Those are like the last big names that could be moved. Uh, Aiton, I don't really care where Aiton goes, honestly. Uh, I mean, for Phoenix's sake, I would, I would like to see them take another shot at it, re-up on the, on the, at the margins, get a little bit better, make another run. Um, I'd like to see Colin, Colin Sexton back to Cleveland. I feel like they kind of got robbed. They had a, a special year, and then injuries kind of robbed them, and he was the first injury. They were doing fine without him, but ultimately the other injuries ended up getting them. So I would like to see you know Sexton, Garland, Mobley, Allen, see if there's something there. Very good. Anything else? I think that's it, man. The day's moving quickly, and I got to get back to it. But um, But if you're listening, man, I'll be in Vegas for Summer League. So if we have any listeners that want to – Hit up the buy Don. If you have any listeners who want to buy me a beer, you feel free. You let me know. Tweet at me. 
Uh, we'll, get we'll get them drunk, we'll, folks. We'll, we'll grab a beer and talk a little bit of hoop. But um, other than that, free agency, man, NBA offseason, it's one of the greatest shows around. KD, let's get this over with. Let's, let's move on, and then let's get on to Kyrie. And we, get, we got a couple bangers left. KD, Kyrie. Donovan Mitchell could be on the move. Things could get interesting, but uh, pray for me in Minnesota. Uh, I, luckily, I made clear the roads. I'm not sick anymore. Uh, it's, it is what it is, but pray for me, folks. Hampson.